Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 57.1. Point one means this is a Reds edition. Adelaide United, they've done it again. They're back. They're back. I don't know why I'm saying they're back, but the, it's just another one. Another late winner. Motore popping up with the goods. I've got Tommy on the other end of the line. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about the girls bowing out in the finals. Uh, let's start with the fellas, though, Tommy. Uh well, how how does this keep happening? I don't have an answer for you other than sheer good fortune or, I don't know, Carl Viet has some sort of bewitching spell upon these guys that says, nah, you know what, fuck it, we're not going to play until the last 10 minutes. But Sam, do you ever get the, the almost perfect weekend of football where Leeds score a late winner, Adelaide United score a late winner, the girls score an unbelievable free quick uh, free kick to equalise, but couldn't quite see it out. Nonetheless, what a, a fucking great weekend of football! It pretty much never happens. No, you can't rely on anything like this to happen ever. And you get one in the 88th, and you get one in the 94th, and you think, "Oh, I'm going to be in a great mood all week, aren't I?" <laughs> yeah, uh, we're not all Leeds fans though, so we didn't all get a 94th minute winner. Uh, but what we did get was. Some magic in the 88th. Uh, just to take it back, we'll go with the starting lineup. There was a few question marks from people at the announcement that Blackwood would couple, be starting in a wide position. A mm, couple of groans. Mm, a few groans. And that uh, Clough would be starting. His first start, I believe. Second start, maybe. Maybe his second. Nonetheless, maybe. his first home start, perhaps. You know, no, he's a guy was, yeah, still... It was. This is a guy still trying to find his feet, his fitness. Definitely. What? Yeah. What did you make of his performance? Was he slung at fifty-three minutes or something like that? Uh, yeah, he came off the same time as Blackwood in a double sub, fifty-ninth yeah. minute. Fifty-ninth was replaced by Mo Toure, uh, Bernardo coming on for Cloth. But yeah, I don't know. He he was okay. I don't know. I I, I thought we got beat mostly by what, in the first half. Uh, overall. I thought we got That's beat. It. I'm not sure our midfield were too in the game. Um, Clough probably should have had one, though. He should, probably should have had a goal as well. Um, I don't know. I thought yeah. I thought one day had uh, Pena in his pocket. I thought one day probably had one of his best games for Adelaide United this season. Uh, Yavi Lopez had a really good game again at a fullback. I don't know. They, they had some good chances, but we've got a keeper you know, of the quality of Gauchi, despite his, you know, how young he is and how inexperienced he may be. He's still a great keeper. And every week he's, I think he's making more and more match-winning saves. And he's a guy that, you know, when Delianov is fit, I don't think it's going to be for this season, but next season, he's going to have a hard job getting back into the first team because Gauchi's playing brilliantly. Yeah, definitely. Gauchi's been great. That save he made early in the uh, I think it was early in the second half of the, it was like a tap-in chance and he just, Phil Moss on commentary Oops. said that the striker should be going the other way and blah, blah, blah. But you just, just give the credit to the goalkeeper. It was an excellent save. Yeah, he's been fantastic since he had to come in and he's copped a lot of heat online and a lot of heat from goalkeeping coaches and commentators and shit like that. But I think he's been great. He's made the odd mistake. But that's he has been happen. great. When, when you play young footballers, especially in a really... 100% mental position like goalkeeper is, you know, he's 21, 22 years old. He's going to make these mistakes. This is 
this is a part of his learning process and that's what we're a part of. Yeah. And I'm all for it. We'll back him in because then he has games like he does against Newcastle and keeps it in up, like keeps us in it on his own fucking gloves. Like he had a brilliant performance. Him, one day, I thought Yavi Lopez, fantastic. They had probably the best games they've had all season. Yeah, I'm not entirely with you on Lopez. I thought Newcastle enjoyed a bit down that left wing in the second half, um, but solid in the first. Uh, the trap one that came up with people, why no bar? I think bar came off with a knock last game, didn't he? And then he did a half time, yeah. Um, Adelaide United play again. By the time people listen to this, Adelaide United will be playing again. Got another home game against Western Sydney on the Wednesday night. So uh, maybe just some rotation there because bar is still fresh to the league, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you could see Bar starting for sure. I'll just I'll pull you up on the Yavi Lopez thing. His stats from the Newcastle game, 85% passing accuracy, 15 duels won, three aerial duels won, six tackles, three interceptions, two clearances, one chance is created. I think he had a great game. Excellent. Yeah, fair enough. He's un- unreal on the ball, Lopez. He, um, I've said it before, but him, I think you could get like Javi Lopez one day, Izzy and Craig Goodwin together. And they'd, oh. keep, they'd keep the ball off the rest of the squad. Oh, my God. And if you had them in wing back left, wing back right, double pivot six, I just I think that is a formation that wins the league. And we saw it, Sam. Did we not see oh, Craig Goodwin go goal. to left back? And wasn't it fantastic, though? Didn't it work? Didn't it just work? It worked on that kind of one singular occasion there. I, I wouldn't be uh, looking to move Goodwin back there more frequently, though. I think I still want him in the front third, getting on the ball. I reckon we win the league with Goodwin left back because I think oh. you play you play then uh, Irinkunda and Bernardo or a combination of Kito coming off the bench or you want to play back, uh, Blackwood out wide, depending how you're setting up the front two because then that frees up Toure. It frees up Hero. You know, it frees up Blackwood again. It frees up Clough to go further forward if he wants to, if you want to play a midfield of Dorigo, Izzy, Wande. What I'm slowly coming to realize, maybe the reason we're winning is because of the options that we have in all sorts of areas that Viet know how to play them. Yeah, I take that. But I just think, um, I don't know, I'd be weary of moving a guy that's been involved in such a large percentage of Adelaide's goals this season and moving him away and back into like, a, a more defensive position. I'd, I'd just be really wary, wary of that. I doesn't. I don't know. I'd be worried about it. I wonder if you could play because we have the two sixes, Izzy and one day, and you have the two centre backs, Yako or Bar or Trat or whoever you want to put in there. You've got four defenders there in and of itself. Maybe you could release the fullbacks, Yavi and Goodwin, to just be free roamers, and they can get forward, and they don't really. They have a defensive responsibility, but it's not their first instinct to get back. I don't know. I just and when you look forward and you got Bernardo and Kunde and you got Hero and you got Torre and you got Cloth and players like this, I just I I don't know how you would deal with that if all of these guys are on song and playing properly together. Yeah, it, it'd be worth a look, but um, I don't know. I just don't want to lose any of the impact we have with the guys coming off the bench. They seem to be. I don't feel like they've had the same impact when they've started games. 
I could be wrong there. I could be talking out my ass, but no, I think I do think you're right because Bernardo's had his best impact off the bench. He scored against Wellington to equalize. Yeah, Torre the same. Aaron Kunda the same. Both goals off the bench. I think you're making a really fair point here. Yeah, it's a. I don't know. It's a weird squad. And that left back position is definitely the one that's the most. The left back position and the like number ten type position is the one that's most open to, I guess, <laughs> imagination and trying different things. Um, not convinced on cloth so far, which we've already touched on, but fingers crossed he can get it worked out. Thought it was interesting they persisted or well, decided to go with Blackwood to start, but he got on the score sheet. He did, but come on, yeah. we we all know it was all good one. It's a great good one goal. Oh, it's like. Both of them were Craig Goodwin goals. I mean, really? Torres finishes a little bit nicer than Blackwoods, but Jesus. On the right wing as well, cut, cutting inside on his left. That's such a great tactical maneuver from the start of the game. If only Goodwin could cross the ball. Right? If only he had a right foot. <laughs> like, if only he knew how to play in multiple positions. Imagine. Imagine how good this guy could be. Craig Goodwin is one of the best footballers Atlanta United has ever had. A hundred percent. And you are seeing it week on week. Um, I think someone messaged me today and they're like, do you think Adelaide United's performances this season are of account of Goodwin being back, being in a preseason, playing the entirety of the game, uh, the entirety of the, of the campaign? And I think, yeah, I think this yeah. is, and he was a part of the 2015-16 winning side and he was a huge part of that. That's this, you know, this is a guy you can't understate his yep. importance. 100%. And you want to move him to left back. I, I kind of do because I think <laughs> we have the players that can complement him. Yeah. Because Viet kind of lined up with a 4 2 2 2, which is happening a lot more. Leeds are doing it. Wellington Phoenix are doing it. It's, it, you know, it's happening. Well, it's a, it's a good option for later in a game. It is. No, you're I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't start that way, but it is a good option to have. Um, I just run out of mm. running out of things to say about Craig Goodwin because the both assists were just incredible. The first one was a, a great diag played by a kiddo, I think, gets him was, in behind. Yeah. Um, and he, a bit of a groan in the crowd as it looked like he'd kind of blown the chance. Like, why aren't you, why don't you just take it on your right foot? And then he just sells the defender twice and then composed it to just meg the other defender and pick out Blackwood timing his run into the box. So it was a great love run. that. Give that to Blackwood, a uh, great one. But he's put it on his toe, man. He's not had to do a single thing. The meg is the best part, is that. He faints the cross and then he waits for the split of the legs and then goes again. Yeah. And that it just it illustrates the quality of the guy. We spoke last week about the Johnny Warren uh, medal front runners, and it's probably Berenguer and it's probably LaCroix. Yep. If only the league and the general public recognized the talent of Craig Goodwin, he should be up there. He would be in top five, I think, without a doubt. He would have to be. Um Definitely top five. I'd say he's comfortably able to sit with those other two, Berenger and um, LaCroix, is the centre-back from West United. Yeah. Um, comfortably, he's in their company easily. He pretty He's almost single-handedly keeping Adelaide up the table, like you said. So, um, excellent. Love it. And then the second one, like that's just the ball he puts into Motore is the perfect kind of... Uh, when I was goalkeeping, they are when the ball is put halfway between you and the defenders, it is the absolute worst. Um, and that's exactly where he puts it. Mo makes the run in behind, 
uh, gets fortunate, I'd say, but does, you know, gets the reward for being positive. Yep. I'm on the opposite side of the coin. I, I think he's finessed that to perfection to the corner. That's the, that's the kind of motori finish. Oh, you me. reckon? Yep. I think that is how quality this guy is in front of goal. You reckon he wanted and to hit the post on that I chance? think he did. I think he did. I, you know, you're asking me to say he would, but Boy. it just, it looks like the way that he positions his foot, that that's what he was aiming for. And that's what he achieved. So I'm going to believe Mo. I'm going to believe the guy that's coming off the bench and scoring winners every week. Um, but just uh, again, oh, okay. just how deep he crosses that ball is unbelievable. It's not anywhere near the 18 yard box to get the whip and the precision to be able to hit it in that spot that you said where the goalkeeper hates it and the center backs like we oh, saw you in the mean like game. how like how early he crossed like the early cross yeah that but thing yeah it's the yeah. early cross where he hits it in between the halfway line and the 18 yard box yeah yeah and it yeah. catches the keeper unaware he can't come and get it it puts it in the Maguire territory they are, it turns it into the back of the net main out of job they are the <laughs> they are the toughest ones for goalkeepers to deal with those if you get the early cross in and you get that angle just like just right, like I said, halfway between. Uh, just there's, it's so hard to defend. It creates so many options of defenders turning the ball into the net or keeper coming out and missing it. A la on the weekend, um, yeah, just perfect. And it, another sensational Highmark Stadium moment to put into the put into the bag. It just, it just keeps going. The Goodwin push is because the Socceroos squad is announced on Thursday. And I think he should be announced as the starting left back. Because I think him yeah. as Socceroos left back would be fucking brilliant. Oh, 100%. I, yeah, I just, he's better than any left back we have. Without I, still think, I, still, I think he deserves a start on the wing, though, for the Socceroos still. Poten- yeah, potentially. It depends how he lines up. I'd like to see Awer come back. And I think Martin Boyle deserves to be on the other side. So that would be yeah. my preferred wingers. But I'd like Goodwin at left back for sure. But like you said, another classic Heinmarsh moment. And didn't we call it in the crowd? We waited for the clock to tick over to 80 minutes and we we're like, it's coming. There's no doubt go. it's coming. Now we're going to score. There was, never, there was never any panic when they equalized. I had no doubt whatsoever that we were going to come back and win this game. I don't know about if I had no doubt, but it, it's a bit of a meme at the moment that you just kind of knew it would happen because... The memes keep coming, and Adelaide scoring late is a meme, and there you go. Yep. It's not Fergie time. It's Viet time. Viet time. 88th minute. I mean, it's still within the 90. You know, it's not ridiculous Fergie, like 105th minute stuff. Um, yeah, good win. So we got Western Sydney now Wednesday night, and uh, we don't have to go too much into it, but I just base comment, just I would be very disappointed with anything other than a win now. Well, it's interesting because we play them again on Saturday in Parramatta. Yeah. So it's almost like a yeah, it's a two-legged game over four days, which is curious. I would I would think that we win both of them. I'm expecting to win. I would like I'd like to win both. I'd be four I'd, points. I'd, I'd settle for with. four points, but a yeah. win at home, definitely. I definitely I wouldn't want to lose. Win at home. Don't want to lose either of these games. No. And more so wanting the win at home than away. So um Keep that Heinmarsh, Fortress Del Heinmarsh. Well, it's funny you say Fortress Del Heinmarsh because we've had more points accrued away from home this season. I know. But that could be because we played more away games. We do have four of the last five coming at home. 
So that will yep. be, this is the thing with Adelaide United's run. We're clear third at the moment. Of course, teams have game in hand, but they're going to drop points to each other like we saw over the weekend. Um, for the last five at home, it's a huge advantage. Yeah. All we can do is just keep putting the points on the board. Um, exactly. So the girls also played uh, before before the men's on the weekend. They had their final against Melbourne Victory, the arch enemy. The girls went out 2-1 to end their season. Eliminated Sasaki, scored a nice goal. Um, a nice goal. I think you're underplaying this. A great goal. That, that was a fucking ripper goal, man. Jesus. A imagine Craig goal. Goodwin put that in. We would not would stop talking about this goal. I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do a pot about it. I'd just be... just. Yeah. I'd, I'd still be jumping over the moon. Um, too preoccupied. But at the end of the day, it was a loss. It, you know, it's yeah. a disappointing into the season, but I think we're all probably super proud of this team. Last year, they fell just sh- agonizingly short of making finals for the first time ever. This year, they went one step further, and I can't wait for next year to see if they go one step further again. Yeah, they should, I think. Uh, you know, their first finals appearance, it just it seems like a letdown, I think, because uh, we beat the victory last weekend at home, and then we find them again this week in the finals, and we couldn't get the job done, but you know, you you look at the top three teams in the women's league and it's City, Sydney, Victory, and that's because they're the most well-financed, the best resourced. And we're definitely punching above our weight to be in that crew. And I think we are deservedly amongst those top four women's teams in Australia. And next season, we should build on this. Hopefully, as long as we keep Dorba, you know, Fiona Watts maybe goes back to England and finds a club there. Yep. She can do her thing. But, you know, we've got Emily Condon, Dylan Holmes comes back and plays occasionally. So... I think we should be okay. The Japanese imports this season were great. Uh, the American center back Sharples was brilliant as well. So yeah, it was a brilliant team to watch. The manager knows what he's doing. Um, like you said, we should be able to build on this. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was yeah, it was. I was a good three or three, three four weeks ago. They smashed Melbourne Victory at home three uh, nil. Last week lost to Sydney, but had already made finals. Um, yeah, sad to go out, but. Proud of them. Hopefully, they can take that next step. Like you said, do you have anything else for us in this uh, Australian football edition? Uh, just well, one I want just wanted to liken Chelsea Dorber to Craig Goodwin. I think that is the kind of effect she can have on the Adelaide women's team. She is that Definitely. kind of player going forward as well. I think she's got Matilda's call up within her. She keeps scoring goals. She obviously loves Adelaide. Wants to lead this team. She Couldn't does see her going I'm, anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure there is also still because she was meant to go to Sweden last year. I think, I think there is still international interest in her. But the inside goss I've got is that her, um, you know, she's taking a priority in study at the moment. So, good girl. Yeah, get that done and then have a great football career overseas. I think I think she can definitely do it. She's good enough for sure. Hundred percent. Excited to see where she goes. Um, maybe just quick chat about Jamie McLaren. Definitely. We love this guy, even though he plays for City. Um, great soccer is striker. Should be the number one striker in the in the national team. Can't understand why Taka or Duke get a gig above him, but nonetheless. Over the weekend, he notched up his 71st goal in 80 appearances for Melbourne City in the A-League. Yep. What an outstanding return that is. Yeah. Um, absolute gun. I think just on the Socceroo note, I guess there's a case to be made that he's had his chances 
in a Socceroos shirt, not really done it. But I still think I'd be persisting with that. He's head and shoulders the best striker the Socceroos have. Um, I don't have time for people comparing him to like, you know, you know, saying compared to like Viduka and Co, he wouldn't yeah, have got a game, blah, blah, blah. It's not the same. But for right now, he he's exceptionally good, an exceptionally good A-League striker. And is he going to chase down that all-time goal-scoring record? I think he will. I think he definitely will. He's only 40 behind Borussia, so he... Only you know, 40. You have, no, but he has two more 20-goal seasons in the A-League. Yeah. He's there, which yeah. is what he's doing. He's consistently doing that at the moment. So with the Socceroos, you know, he's obviously going to get caught up on Thursday. He should get the starting gig. I always think Scott McDonald got 26 caps and didn't score a goal. And so, I, you know, for Jamie McLaren's record, maybe we should be giving this guy 100 caps and just seeing what happens. <laughs> I would be too. Well, when the other options are Tagger and uh, what, Duke? Fucking Mitch Duke. Uh, maybe I think Rukovic has probably been a little hard done by in there as well. It's a great call. He, Have you he, seen his return in uh, yeah. Israel is unreal. Nikita Rukovic should definitely be in the mix to be playing up front, ahead of Duke, ahead of Taggart, but I'd still be going with McLaren. Yeah, Yeah, I'd still be going with McLaren. Wholeheartedly agree. Rukovic needs a gig, man. I just, I can't understand what is prohibiting him from coming to play. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. Um, He's in a pretty, like, solid list there as well in those those all-time A-League strikers. I think some people forget, like, well, no one forgets how good Barisha was. Um, as much as people love to hate him, you can't knock the guy's ability to score goals and just be mm. a, just an unreal number nine. Um, and Shane Smeltz, I think everyone forgets. I think he's definitely, he's probably still underrated by a lot of people. Is Shane Smeltz third? Yeah, he's third, list? yep. Shane Smeltz. He's 96. Yeah, he's, I still think he's probably underrated by a lot of people. Early watchers of the A-League would, would know, but, I think yeah. he kind of gets that. He gets because Adelaide United had him um, in the NSL the previous season before the A League. Yeah. I think we'd like to forget that we let go of a striker that could potentially score 100 goals for the club and be an absolute legend. Yeah, potentially. He and, and he did like the Gold Coast United stint and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, so I'm did Bruce, to, and we forgave Bruce. I guess so. Yeah, I'm trying to see what else he. Like who he actually played for in the A League, like just about everyone. Wasn't that the Knights Not everyone, as well? But... Did he play for the Knights? Uh he played for uh, Adelaide City, Adelaide United, NSL Metro Stars <laughs> are in there. Um Mansfield <laughs> Town, AFC Wimbledon, Halifax Ooh. Town, Wellington Phoenix, Gold Coast United, okay. League, Turkey, nice. Gold Coast United again. Uh, Perth Glory, Sydney FC, Wellington Phoenix, Borneo, and uh, Gold Coast United again. Third time. Wow. Three um, stints at the Gold Coast, Jesus. So, oh, Christ. I guess he's still... Um, Man loves his surf. He's still playing for Gold Coast United, I guess, in the NPL Queensland. Yeah. Where he well, has like 17 goals in 26 games. So Of course he does. At, Great at, striker. At 40 years of age. So, yeah. <laughs> age is a number, Sammy. Yeah. The he's a fucking gun. brilliant striker. He scored at the World Cup, man. Of course, he's a good striker. Yeah, definitely. You got anything else to add this week? I'm just, I'm just stoked with that. They've nodded, and I'm, I'm giving up 
wondering how we win games, and I'm just enjoying it now. I think. Yeah, just going. I think for the I know. Right. I, I think I know how we win games. We just defend and we wait till the last ten minutes, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, I think I said to you on the weekend. Like, I bumped into a guy I used to work with years ago. At, um, I bumped into him at RGK before the game, and he said, "Oh, what do you make of the what do you make of the football at the moment?" And I said, "Oh, uh, well, I didn't. I didn't really answer him." And then he just said, "He's like, we're <laughs> we're really good, but we're really shit." And I was like, "Well, that yeah, that that pretty much sums it up." <laughs> That's it. How else can you put it, man? We're good, but we are also shit. I just it's but the in, it's in yeah that, it's, in that in that sense though, we could beat anybody and we could easily win the championship. Well, that's the thing, yeah. But we could also lose to the bottom side. So it's just one of those things. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We can beat City. We can beat uh Sydney, victory. Not sold on beating Wu at the moment, but we'll we see. can't beat the Wu or we can't beat MacArthur. So that's that's our main we'll danger. Have, but we'll avoid them. We'll see how we go. Yeah, it's like uh, our mate Daniel said in from Denmark. He says love hate. Adelaide United is definitely a love hate relationship. It always is, and it's like we said, it's always about the moments, and that's why you want to be in the stands on the Sunday night and seeing the score an 88th minute winner because there's, you know, there's nothing like it. There's really nothing like it. Excellent. We'll wrap it there. Have a good week, folks. Get out to High Wednesday and. Watch the boys again. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow.